what did I just say? Hey guys, I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. And this and is Too Drunk, too no. Too Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So are we going to say we are more this is? Well, I those are very different to, things. I don't think we're supposed to plan it. <laughs> Shit. Chris, okay. I feel like this is your fault, Krista. Okay. Let's guess. Let's guess. Okay. Okay. This is like rock, paper, scissors. Oh, God, who knows? <laughs> okay. I'm Carrie. Okay. And I'm Sarah. And this and is Too Drunk to Track. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs> I feel really, I mean, that's the closest we've gotten this whole time. We did did really well. (laughs) We did it. We got it. I'm going to call it. Okay. We didn't get it. I'm really proud of us. (laughs) Someone has to be. Definitely, it's not going to be my mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At the start of this episode, they are scanning and they find a probe. From a missing vessel that's two centuries old on the edge of the galaxy. This is all stuff that yeah, they was said just in the beginning. Are talking. They're just narrating what's happening. So. Yes. And we are on, um, I don't know, actually on the bridge. We're in a room with Kirk and Spock, and they're playing 3D chess yeah. again. And Spock is a little bit. He's not annoyed yet. He says that he's going to checkmate on the next turn. And Kirk is very focused on this, like, probe that they've just discovered. So he tells Spock, like, he take he takes his turn, and then Spock looks annoyed. And Kirk says, I thought that, er, you know, irritation was a human emotion. And this is where we find out that Spock had a human ancestor. Yes. So that was information that we all got in like the first minute of this episode. Yeah. There also, there's a girl in the background with like a super bright pink shirt and there's purple and also tennis skirt that I somehow completely missed the first time. So if you, if you do watch the show, pay attention for her because she's definitely there. And I absolutely did not see it the first time. I don't know how it's crazy. Like generally, the background is supposed to like yeah. blend in so like putting her in bright pink was yeah she choice? did not blend into anything so yeah so they're they're talking about this thing there's irritation is brought up a bunch uh the the object like basically kirk is very preoccupied with this um object that they've found uh but it's too small to be a ship it ends up being like a, a probe from this old ship and they be i have in my notes one meter diameter Oh, yeah, it's one meter in diameter, so much too small to be a ship. And then bring it aboard, question mark, and then I say, nope, don't do it. And they, and then they but did they it. Did. <laughs> yep. Definitely did it, guys. This is, this is now on board the Enterprise. And the most important thing of the episode happens. Carrie, what happens? We meet Scotty. We hear Scotty. Scotty shows oh up. Scotty's there. Wow. Really he's there and he's so Scottish. It was so exciting for me because, like, I'd been waiting and Netflix lied to me. Oh, yeah. And, and also, oh. like, for people who are sort of familiar with Star Trek and you have this vision of Scotty as, like, an older, gray haired, like, jolly belly jelly guy, that is not how Scotty shows up. 
Scotty is like a trim, dark-haired guy, no mustache, just like pure Scottish in good looks. So he is spectacular. He is so wonderful. I was so excited. I was more excited than I should be considering I've never watched the original series and I still was like, yeah. Where's Scotty, guys? We're two episodes. I in. heard he was gonna be here and I don't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was told Scotty was gonna be here and he is not. Sarah tends so... to get really aggressive about uh, what she feels is being lied to. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like I was lied to for two episodes. But it's all it's yeah. over now. I I feel much better about the situation. And so they've, they beamed this on board and uh, they talk about how it looks like it came from a ship that was more probably destroyed than like just ejected. Yeah, from the it, ships. So like, uh, what it is, is it's a, um, it's, it's a, a black box essentially from like an airplane, but a spaceship. So it is, it's a tripod with a globe on it and it's really beat up, but they know that this is like the ship's records, essentially like something happened to the ship. And whoever or whatever happened to the ship, <laughs> uh, they ejected this thing so that it would like go out into outer space and with all the records wouldn't be destroyed if the ship was being destroyed at that time. And so we bring this on board the Enterprise. And the first thing it starts doing is transmitting and everyone. The panics. alarms start going off like them. Like, like for no like there's no discernible reason that it would cause that sort of alarm at all and even there's like a bunch of alarms nobody's everybody's walking very casually to places it's that is alarming to me it's never pointed out that it was a danger no. either like because at this point we're prior to the intro or anything and they make it seem like it was this really big yeah. scary thing mm-hmm. and then we jump into our funky intro which by the way i love i sang this time around i'm really into the intro for this one like i i don't know that i cared that much about deep space nine's intro i usually that's kind of terrible like whatever yeah it's not that great so just to interject for uh lovers of enterprise that intro is the worst until eventually it's the best and you get into it there is fist pumps you air guitar it's this star trek of the original series is a lot like that but i i can't it feels like a cruise ship to me like like we're getting on board uh some the carnival cruise ship and we're really excited and happy and we're looking forward to something but enterprise man it is so good you should, if, if you do one favor for yourself uh go look it up on the internet go go youtube that because you're going to question my sanity and that's okay with me. It's fine. I've definitely listened to it. So we are through the funky intro and we've moved on to a blaring yeah. alarm. Alarm. On Enterprise alarm. Still. Alarm. Yeah. And like nothing happened. Like there's like it started transmitting, but it wasn't like it was like transmitting to like a bad like alien species. It was just transmitting the no, information but I also that they needed. Think, like because it was so new into the computer age they had no concept of like computer viruses and just like you that could have been spyware that that was malware that they just trans, like, and it just turned itself on but they had no concept of that in the 60s because it didn't exist yet so this like blaring was like oh man that's doing things i don't care for it but 
you know, they had no idea that could actually be really dangerous. So, like, it should have been scary, but it doesn't make sense that it was scary to them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever that it was potentially, because it did turn itself on, and that's scary, I guess. Yeah, that's a little weird that they don't just do that. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, no, there's no ill effects of it starting to transmit later on. It doesn't, like, get up on its legs and start attacking them. It just blinks. It just literally, it just blinks. No one one else hears it. Like it's just transmitting yeah. to them, so they um they're going to the bridge to I guess talk about the fact that it's transmitting now and to run it through Spock's computer to see what it's saying, um and they get in this elevator and um a new person who we've never met before conveniently, yes. but that both Spock and Kirk have worked with very years. familiar, um yeah very familiar with him. He uh, jumps onto the elevator, and his name is. Gary Mitchell. He's like joining in on their small talk about chess and how irritated it was. And Spock says that Kirk should have moved the rook and all of these things, uh, which doesn't make sense because 3D chess doesn't make sense. And so they go to the bridge where there is a new blonde chick that's not Janice. Didn't make any sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you just have Janice? And she's like, spoiler, has no purpose in the show. The whole episode. None she does nothing. Nothing that she does is important, meaningful, or valid. Like it's just she's just like a pretty blonde girl with pretty blonde girl features. It's what should be noted is another blonde chick who is important to the episode walks in at the same time. No, 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 no. She, uh, she walks in after. She, yeah, but... she walks in with the pre- the secondary pretty blonde girl walks in with all the other. Uh, department heads essentially like they're the 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 big wigs and this is a uh, uh, dr denner and they kind of introduce her she studies crew reactions in emergency um she's a she's a psychiatrist or a psychologist i'm not sure which honestly she's a strength of psychologist sort. i assume she can prescribe drugs i think that's the difference between yeah. the two. and the way that I am telling her apart, the, like the first time I watched, the second time I watched the episode, I absolutely got it. The first time <laughs> I watched the episode, I wasn't sure who was who or why they were there because neither of them had really talked a lot and there wasn't a lot of information on them and they were both blonde. But one of them has bangs and the other one looked an awful lot like a blonde Claire yeah. Danes, which is, it, it made it a lot easier. For and the first one out. with bangs, the only thing that she did was get kind of... First of all, Kirk called her by the wrong name and then he brushed her backwards. Like that was her, that was oh, her yeah. role in this episode was to be called the wrong name. And she goes, my name's Smith, sir. And then he's like, ha, 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 idiot. And then walks forward to the doctor. Like it's, that, that's, that's. Shit, like he walked up to her and he said, Jones. And she's like, no, Smith. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Out of the way, bitch. Done. Get out. Out. That was it. Walk off. Like, let me just misidentify you and then let's move on with, you know, this other blonde chick who's obviously more important, even though Sarah didn't know the difference. I do now. That's good. You're learning. I know. Yeah. I know who Elizabeth Denner was because she is another important character in this episode who was just introduced today. And she has a snarky conversation with Gary. Who's sitting at, like, if you imagine the bridge, there's the captain's chair and then there's always people that are like doing the navigation. And there's one guy on the 
like if you're sitting in the captain's chair, looking forward, there's one guy on the right and one guy on the left. And the guy on the left is Gary, right? I lost you. I didn't hear that last bit. I heard the guy what? on the left. Oh, so I said the guy on the left. And then I said, if you're sitting in the captain's chair, there's a guy on the right who is Nelson. Like if you're looking forward right, yes. and then the guy on the left is Gary. I remember it differently. Wait, Kirk's left? No, no, or... like, Kirk, Kirk, yes, Kirk. Kirk's right no, was Kirk's Gary. sitting down in his chair. Oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> you're... Yeah, Gary was on the right. And then, yeah. Nelson was on the, the left, yes. The fact that you remember his name is Nelson is amazing. Lee, it's Lee way. Nelson. I I might not know left from right, but I definitely know that guy's name is Lee Nelson. It's like that. All right. And then there was some guy named Kelso who's in there somewhere as well. He comes in later. Oh, no, that's Kelso. It's not Nelson. It's Kelso. Take it. that out. <laughs> nope. We're going to leave this confusing. Well, so You're not helping anyone learn yeah. anything. No. But we're too drunk to check, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are. We okay. so are. So, basically, yes. Yeah. So, I guess if you were Kirk and you were facing the yes. front of the starship, on your right yes. was Gary. And he makes a snarky comment towards um, Elizabeth mm -hmm. Denner. And she makes a snarky comment back. And he, instead of being like, ooh. I've met yeah. my match and I'm very attracted to this woman. He calls her a walking yeah. freezer. He puts her down. Which, yeah, because you can't just accept the fact that she owns Yeah, you. like maybe you have equals. Like, no, no, no. She yeah. is obviously frigid. If she's not attracted to me, bitch. she can't be attracted to men. She's just a, a walking freezer. Um, which was annoying and made me immediately not like him, which works out for the rest of this episode. Uh, and then we go to Spock, who's listening to the transmission, and it's just making a bunch of like whirring sounds in the background. That's a yeah. And he's talking about how there was some unknown force on this ship. There were a few orders given, and they basically were getting this. Um, they were needing more information on ESP. Like that's what they were discovering. Something was going on involving ESP. Yeah, like basically. Whatever, like, Spock is listening to, to this, like, really spotty stuff. He doesn't really hear all of it. But he's like, well, the last thing the captain asked for is for more information on ESP. Like, I just need more information from the, the computer logs from our entire history. I just, I need more info. And so that's kind of where it leaves off. It does, it does mention that there were six dead on that ship, which I'm not counting in my dead count because it was 200 years ago. Um, and everyone was dead from 200 years ago, so it doesn't really that's matter. That's fair. That's good. But, that's a yeah. good way to, like, <laughs> would they have been... Well, but the, what happens with the other species, though? Like, if people live for, like, 7,000 years and they would have been alive 200 years ago, are you going to count that if their planet gets, gets blown no. up? I'm just... If, if, I didn't, if I didn't know them, they weren't on the Enterprise, they weren't in the episode, I'm not going to count right, them as right. dead. Um, okay. That's my theory. That's where I'm... So uh, they find out that there were six dead and one of them was okay. And then at some point, the captain gives the destruction. Well, it must order. have been the captain that survived because he was the one... But why would he have the ship... Well, I guess, yeah, he would have been... So somebody else... We don't know no. who had magical ESP powers. Yeah, they, they never say it. And I assume, based off of what I saw from here, that the person who had ESP wouldn't have been like i should blow myself up 
Oh, they did not think that from what we learned yeah. later on. They were very into yeah. being godlike. Um, and then Dinner is talking about ESP and what it is, and she calls it a fact. It is, fact. I stand by ESP. It's not a fact. No. Well, it's not. And I, I brought up this point, like, so technically ESP is a fact in that it is something you can, like, type into the internet and look at. It's kind of like... Um, kind of, like any idea, like conceptually, this this exists, but the reality of it being like it's like flat earthers, they're real, but but this she was saying that you can like test people's level of ESP that they have, and you can't, which is how I know it's not a well. Fact. Maybe that's that's why it's in the future because they find something. Because if you remember, like apparently. Uh, the other guy got tested super high for the same thing. Like, it seems to be something that Star Trek tests for. Like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe in the future, they were they were like, you know what? We are fucked. All we can count on yeah. is ESP and people who have it. We need extrasensory perception or we can't. Yeah, we, we can't. It. We can't do this without it. Maybe that's. There's no way we're getting yeah. the space. Basic humans it. are garbage. We have to have something better than that. ESP, it's your game. It's let's yeah. go. Come on, bring it. Should 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 we discuss what they call people who <laughs> yes. have ESP? Because it's my favorite. <laughs> they're called espers. Espers. ESP than other people. <laughs> Don't talk about espers that way. It's offensive. Yeah, they're espers. Yeah, so. That is something I learned um, about people with ESP. And so you they're know called experts. That, though, is that... because in the future, if we actually somehow discover that ESP is a thing, they will 100% be called espers because sci-fi gave them the idea that that was even a thing to look at. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know what this is called. You're an esper. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, espers. And it's going to be in the dictionary. No, it's so bad. It they're just gonna like oh they're gonna pull it from Star <laughs> Trek. So this all happens. Um and Spock thinks that he must be mistaken because it sounds like the captain gave the order to have the ship destroyed. And that doesn't make any sense. But as we all know, Spock is never mistaken. Um, he was right the he first time. Not definitely a single game of chess to Yeah, it's canonically he did lose chess, but <laughs> In my head canon, where things make yeah. sense, you wouldn't would do that. Play. But so, if you take out the yeah. fact that he's lost a bunch of chaotic chess games, he he's pretty solid so far. He's only logical. He's only logical. So he and so he understood it correctly. And um, Kirk is listening to all this information and makes this insane decision to like leave the galaxy and look further into this capsule that they pulled on board that told them that everyone died when they did this like let's push farther into the unknown he's like elsa but with less good intentions and like nothing at all whatsoever to back up that it could be okay because nobody's ever been as far as they're aware outside of the galaxy like this is they're they're going on a, an exploration voyage. He wants to go. He wants to boldly go where no man has gone before. But what they have in front of them is like pure proof that like 
they shouldn't fucking do this. Like you should not, you should not go. We brought a computer back into our ship that was like, oh fuck, something bad, like real fucking bad happened. And I don't like y'all shouldn't do this. Uh your alarm bell started brown, like, and then he's like, you know what? Forward engines. Yeah, in- instead of being like, this is a bad idea, he goes into the unknown. <laughs> they start moving forward. And there's something that they can't see on, like, they can't see it, but they, it's on the sensors. It's some sort of force field. Instead of being like, hmm, maybe we should yeah. slow down, figure out it's what's like in front of us. It's like this glowing, like, line. It, like, it, it, yeah. it, they can see it. It is pink, and it's, like, fuzzy and very bright and definitely totally there. And then Spock starts being like, hey, uh, all of our sensors are reading that we should definitely not fucking do this. There's uh like actually there's no actual readings, but there's also readings that are like, hey, uh there's stuff there, but I can't pinpoint it. We definitely shouldn't go forward. We definitely shouldn't do this. Don't do this. My notes are actually deflectors and reflectors, which are two like so similar words that maybe you could think of something that doesn't sound quite the same because people, not necessarily just Sarah, are gonna get confused by that. Yeah. He didn't, he's like, deflectors this and reflectors that, and they just keep going into this big big cloud. And then things start exploding. All of their consoles on the Star Trek Enterprise, Enterprise, they start, like, sparking. Everything starts blowing the fuck up. Everything. And there's some fire. There's some fires. There's intense There is. That was something I pointed out the second time. I didn't really notice it the first time. The second time it was largely music driven like they were moving forward and the music was just getting louder and louder like i had turned my volume down because it was intense at one point and not like a good kind of intense it was just intense and for everything that there was intense music explosions there was no radiation i wrote that down because apparently that's something that they asked and so in like all of this chaos two people get zapped and it was Dr. Denner, who looks like yes. Claire Danes. And it was Gary, um, Gary Mitchell. Yeah. And so they've both been zapped. Every Like the chaos kind of dies down. <laughs> I don't know who made this joke because I'm pretty sure it was Carrie, but I wrote it down. I said that they're in <laughs> shock. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely my note <laughs> originally. Appears yeah. to be in shock. <laughs> Appears to be in shock. And that was so dinner wakes up first and she's like, oh, I just feel like, you know, like I'm, I'm okay, whatever. I'm... And then they start checking on Gary and he has electricity eyes. That's yeah. the best way I can he's describe been, it. They're like these silver. He's been incapacitated things. and it takes him a minute to actually like roll over and be like, hey, buddies, what's up? They're like, Gary, Gary, you okay? What's going on, buddy? And then when he rolls over, like Sarah was saying, he's got silver eyes. Like they're, he's got Betty Davis eyes. They're electrifying. They're electrifying. They're, electrifying. they're very, they, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how they did these special effects because I, I don't understand. Like they didn't have any CG really. I, I don't know how they did it, but his eyes were like silvery and not right looking. And he definitely, something's wrong with him. Like a lot. Not okay. And so we're we're dealing with that. And then we also find out that at in they basically do like a 
a damage check, we find out that we have nine casualties, which I've written down from the Enterprise, and the main engines are blown out. So we're now near, we're now, whoa, whoa guys, I'm going to drink whoa. years from the nearest Earth Next. spaces. They don't have a warp drive anymore. So they're just like a golf cart putting along. Yes. Like we are nowhere yeah. near as them, yeah. is what. Yeah, and I have to pee so bad, Carrie. Okay, so, so sorry. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. So we're gonna take we'll take a pause here. This would probably be an ad break if we had sponsors, but we don't. They had it coming. They had it coming. They had. It... Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> I have a I have a PSA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you wear a romper while trying to podcast you do have to sit on the yeah. toilet naked to if you wear a romper a... you have to sit on it's like is that about pod- podcast is not even involved in there <laughs> but i mean this is when it is like the most like important because i had to do it fast and guys it's done and we have now moved on to gary in a hospital bed and he's like reading through microfish like gaining all of this information and he has his terrible electricity eyes yes um and and Kirk comes in to have just like a, a nice conversation with his friend. Um, oh, actually, there was a, a note I made on here. At some point, there was a conversation about how Gary did have the highest Esper rating. Yeah. It was a conversation between Kirk and oh, Denner. No, and- we well, we had seen that. They they did have a, a conversation, but we had seen that in the microfish that was supposed to be their records. Yeah. And then they eventually kind of talk about it too. So it is brought up because the first time I watched it, I didn't understand why he had like, why was he the one who was yeah. the most affected? And it, it is because he had the highest Esper rating the and at some point prior. Yeah. And then Denner had also mentioned that she ranked high yep. in that as well. Thus far, we haven't seen anything indicating that anything changed with her. Um, but we are seeing a bunch of microfish that Gary is like reading very quickly in the hospital. Yeah. And if you guys don't know what microfish are, um, I, so think about when you're watching like an old time movie set in like the, I don't know, sixties to eighties and they're looking at news articles, but it's on this like really weird little screen and they have to like flip through things because there's no digital records of what happened they only have like slides kind of you probably don't even know what that like they don't even put that in movies anymore because it's so obsolete but microfish is a thing they did put it 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 wasn't um it in the it movies i don't know if it was in chapter two it was definitely in chapter one when they're trying to research the town's history yeah yeah it's i remember doing that at the library i i had microfish at the library so I think I'm at the age where I never used microfish, but I was aware of. No, what I definitely it was. used it. I don't. I... Yeah, I had never needed it, but I was. I knew. But it if existed. you're ever watching a movie from like the '80s and they're like, "We need to learn more about why this town could possibly be cursed," they're on microfish. They're looking yep. at microfish to figure yep. it out. And um, if you are from the '80s and maybe have never had to spell it, it is not microfish like yeah, a little no. fish. So. No. That's not how you spell it. So this is what's going on. And Kirk walks in and he uh, is asking his old friend how you're doing. And Gary is just like, I feel 
fucking great. He's like, I am yeah. rad. Did you know that my eyes are magical and that I can read stuff? Yeah, real he's fast? like, you know, my eyes are a little weird when I'm shaving, but other than that, I am actually living the dream right now. It's so cool. It's and then they have like conversation about their past. And um it took me a minute because like the first time I was assuming that they had gone to Starfleet together. But I believe they look that, roughly um, the same was, age. Like that's they really it's, do. It's kind of yeah. weird because we're used to like Starfleet. Like Picard would teach it, and then like somebody, I don't know, 20 years younger would be the student. Like it was really pressure. Wesley Crusher would it was, have been a student, not Yeah, it was five. really weird. They were like, uh, these dudes who have no discernible age difference, uh, obviously one was the teacher and then one was the, the student. Uh, and then uh, one guy's a captain now and the other guy's just like some other dude. Like it's, it didn't make a lot of sense, honestly. But, but they're, they're finessing about it. <laughs> it's, Gary is talking about, uh, he's, he's read a lot of the like long-haired information that Kirk would have given him and and Carrie pointed out to me that long-haired was meant to be like kind of like hippie information yeah because all those crazy that was lost all those crazy intellectuals those the hippie ideals about love and caring and giving a shit it's the long-haired ideas like it's definitely especially in the early 60s that would have been a a thing that was actually historically happening is that the hippies were starting to rise up and get a little bit more of a voice. And so having some microfish uh, tapes, I think they called them. I don't even know what they were. They looked like, yeah, they, they kind of looked like thick floppy disks when they were showing them the show. Um, but they definitely weren't anything valid. Like they weren't real, but they, he definitely said your long haired stuff. And it was just like, whoa that's when you had to have a crew cut in order to be a respectable gentleman in society and if you thought about things that were out of society's thing then you were long hair Mm -hmm. in this conversation he hands kirk those weird floppy just like tiles tiles. i don't know what to call them yeah and he says um if i hadn't aimed that blonde chick at you like i never would have passed your class basically and Carrie pointed out that that blonde chick was a TA. Like, they're basically talking about how he used his brain to distract Kirk with a girl so that he didn't have to. Yeah, so work. he just, like, was like, oh, I'm so occupied with this blonde lady. I don't even have to care about my class. Y'all get A's. I got something to have sex in at. Yeah, and then Kirk is like, but I almost married her. Yeah, first and of all, no, you didn't. Gary is just like, yeah, but I, I passed yeah. your class. So everything's fine. Look, you want um, me to think. And then he, well, I thought. Yeah. I thought that this might yeah. distract you. And then he um he talks about how um Kirk better be good to him. And like there's like this there's some other stuff in the conversation that was just like didn't necessarily matter to me. Yeah, no. And <laughs> In this like echoey voice, he said, "He's like, you better be good to me." And it was yeah. really creepy. Kirk, Kirk starts it's- leaving. He's like, "Okay, buddy, like you're kind of weird and out of control, yeah. and uh, I, I'm watching you. Like, I really, I just want you to know that I'm watching you." And so he's got his back turned, and the guy's like, 
you better be. And it, it's all echoey. And then Kirk turns back around and it's like, good to me. And it's, it's like all of my notes now just say so creepy. So, so creepy. So fucking creepy. I hate him. Like those are my notes. I don't like him. He's bad. He's yeah. bad news guys. And so then he starts reading the microfish yeah. faster and we jump over to the bridge and Spock is talking to Kirk and he asks him, like, is this the same Gary Mitchell that you knew? Like, is this your friend? Like, really? Is he? And, like, Kirk's watching him just flip through the microfish. And he says, like, I want a 24-hour watch on sick bay, um, a full range of tests on him. And then, like, after this conversation, Spock kind of walks away. And then Gary, like, looks, like, because they're watching yeah. Gary on, like, a screen. And, like, Gary looks at the screen and, like, very obviously is looking yeah. at Kirk. And, like, that would have been where I was, yeah, like, he's, he's definitely making <laughs> contact with him and not in, in yeah. a time when the concept of, like, video chat didn't exist. He's making deliberate eye contact with him. So it's it's really it's uh first of all pretty well done but also really fucked up it would have been weird yeah. now it was definitely yeah. weird then so we then jump to they are back to sick, bay. The sick bay and uh they are looking at his readings and the doctor who has been the doctor this whole episode and he comes in later and i don't yeah, he's like an older guy he never I don't, yeah we might never see him again he, he no, he, we do. He's the he comes in later, uh, but I just never made a note of who later he was. episodes. Maybe he's yeah. Nelson. Oh, yeah. I don't know about later episodes, but definitely later in this episode. And he is like, "Man, all your readings are normal, and that's that's not normal. Like somebody is off somewhere in every human that's ever existed." Yeah. And then I wrote Claire Danes, but at this point, drunk, I know that her name yep. is Dinner. Uh, Dinner walks in. And she is, she starts talking to him and she's like, hey, like, I know that we don't get along. Um, like, let's just move past that. We could definitely call her Daner from now on, if that'll make you feel better. <laughs> is yeah. <that> Daner? <laughs> yeah, so he's, Claire Daner. He's, he's trying, she's trying really hard to be like, look, buddy, you suck. I'm pretty cool, but you're just fucking stupid. Yeah. So let's just like, let's do what we're supposed to do. We're both officers. Like, let's be cool. Let's be cool. And he's like, um, we could be cool or uh, we could trick you with my mind. And so she's like, you really haven't felt any adverse effects. Like she knows like something's not quite right. And so he's like, everybody keeps telling me I should have a fever. And so he makes all of the, uh, what are they called? The instruments. Like readings. Yeah, the readings. Yeah. He makes them all go up real high on this like spaceship television thing above his head. And so it looks like he has a really high fever and a really high blood stuff. So side, kind of side note, I think he actually does it to his body instead of what I thought like would be the smart move to just like manipulate the screens just do yeah it like that would have been the fucking smart thing to do but i think he's doing it to his body and so he like elevates all this stuff and she's like how did you do that and he's like well i just thought about it and then it just happened so i don't know and he's like i wonder what would happen if i made them all 
go down. And so they all like go way down to the bottom where this person's obviously very not alive anymore. And she puts her head to his chest for like half a second. And then she like sits up and, and then he, he's like, ha ha doctor. And then she was like, you were dead for 12 seconds, but like 12 seconds didn't even happen in between the beginning and the end of that. Like it was, no, he was definitely no, not dead no. either. Like, but the, I also have a note here, which I feel like should be like, just mentioned it was slightly prior to this. It was, she called him out on the fact that he called her a walking freezer yeah. and he apologized. And then she said, women professionals tend to overcompensate. And I feel like it's important that we point out that, that was a shit yeah, line. It was terrible. It was awful. And then he like is like, oh, cool, whatever. I'm going to like fake kill yeah, myself. Uh, and... First of all, women, professionals, they don't overcompensate. That's not what's happening. Whatever you're seeing, they're not overcompensating. They're not trying to be more manly. Not at oh, all. It's that they, they show any amount of power and it's considered threat. manly. And instead of just being considered them being competent. Yeah, they're not they a threat. Do. I am done with my rant. Good. Good so, rant. He kills himself. He basically gets so dramatic about it. He has yeah. to kill himself. And what happens if like, I do this? Yeah. So she, so he, he's like <laughs> a petulant child. He's like, well, what if I kill myself? And then all of his stats go down. But so he's laying there dead, quote unquote. And she's like, oh no. What happened? And she puts her head to his chest, and then he's like, oh, got you. And then he starts touching yeah. her, like her face. There's a lot of like, no. like no. Uh, the one thing that I remember about this guy is that he is the most awkward hand man I've like ever seen. Like his hands are always uh, awkward the whole time. He does what you shouldn't do during COVID. He touches his face constantly. Like his lips. And, like, in this scene, he, like, touches her, and then he brings his hand to his mouth and, like, licks it. It's oh, like he's, dis- like, tasting her on it. It's hands. so disgusting. It's, what the fuck if is any, even? If it's anybody even- I was with, like, seriously, if anybody was like, hey, hey, hi, just touch behind your ear, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lick it. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, it's so <laughs> fucking weird. Like, it's so fucking weird. He's just like, oh, by the way, aside from can making myself die and licking your sweat yeah. off of my fingers, I can also read yeah. really fast. And he's like holding her hand at this point and telling her all about his powers. And um, she's like, okay, well, let's yeah. test it. And so she like pulls up a page of one of the microfish that he's reading and she says, read what happens on this 368, page. I think it was. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and he starts reciting this poem or it's a sonnet it a sonnet uh, and and he's it's like apparently from yeah 1996 <laughs> from another yeah 1996. it's from another planet in 1996 in 1996 24 years ago we would have been on another planet like we have not earned the right to leave this planet yet like we don't. Get I do appreciate one. the optimism. I really do. Yeah. They were like, you know what? <laughs> we haven't even made it to the moon yet. But fuck that! In thirty years, we're gonna find new planets, and we're gonna fucking call in a terra full bitches. 
Like there's at least a planet we can write some poetry yeah, gonna, on. Not only are we going to go to new planets, we're going to terraform and we're going to make societies where somebody is sitting there writing the greatest. Uh, what did he say? Writing, he said it was the most it, passionate love sonnet of modern times. Of of the last yes, few centuries. Yes, yes, wasn't yes. It? So yeah, and it like it was okay, I guess. I also only did like two <laughs> lines of it. It was not you couldn't even tell yeah. if it was a sonnet or not because there was two lines, which weren't terrible. I'll give them. I mean, it was cheesy, but it wasn't awful. And so, and not like Bette Midler went mm-hmm. beneath my wings. It wasn't even that good. Nope. Uh, he starts like having this weird, very up close to Daner's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was like this weird conversation about how she feels. And then Lee walks in on them and he's just like, oh, hey, blah, blah. Oh, sorry. And things get a little, yeah, hey, guys, I was just coming in to give you a status update. And he he wants to talk about um, like what's going on. And Gary asks how the repairs are going. And Gary is Mitchell. He's the guy with all the mind powers. Lee's like blah 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 and then gary's like don't use the i don't even remember what he said but basically he was saying like don't use these things like they're dangerous and the other guy's like what do you like how would you even know that and he's like no oh yeah don't check the connections or the connectors yeah he's like he's like so don't try to fire this up don't try to start it you need to really really check those connectors and uh if you try to start this up you're gonna blow everything up so don't do it. That's like, okay. Hi. Yeah, Lee's like, okay. And as he leaves, like, dinner's like looking at him and she's like, what was that? And he's like, I saw it all in my mind. Like, it's not like the connectors are blown. Um, and then we, it, go, it jumps to like the, like a round table with Kirk. And- he's at the, it's not, it's not a round head or a round table only because Kirk is at the head of the table. Yeah, he's at the head of the table, and you can't it's, do that at a round It's an table. oval table, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's a table. So he's there, and Lee's like, uh, there's no way, like, he could have known, but, like, I checked where he said, and, like, they were blown, and, like, we all would have died if I hadn't checked it, like he said. And they're like, how did he know? And then uh, Spock says that this isn't the same Gary. And at that time, like, dinner is, like, walking in, and she's having the conversation and she's getting like more emotional and she's trying to defend him kind of yeah she's really upset about how people could say mean things about this guy and how maybe uh he is like humans can evolve and do much better than they have been doing and uh maybe he's a yeah maybe y'all need to step back so at this point uh kirk asked scotty to to talk about what was going on and scotty has this amazing it's like four lines it's all i needed where he's talking about like all the the levers moving and dials oh, and whatever just like Scottish, i'm upset i don't so know <laughs> it's so, so good. good like there was probably other things that happened all i knew is that scotty uh-huh. was talking and then <laughs> Um, and then they're like, hey, dinner, like, did you, like, notice anything different? No. Nope. You seem to think this is nope. so great. And she, well, she did, she did say that he's been showing some abilities. And they're like, why did nope. you say anything? Nope, everything's fine. And <laughs> yeah. then, well, I think what happens is they're like, 
hey, lady, did you see anything? She's like, huh, nope, uh-uh. And somebody's like, well, what about this thing that I saw where he was doing this crazy thing? And then she's like, well, I didn't want to mention it because you guys would think that was weird. And this is maybe the next evolution in humans. But uh, yeah, I just, I didn't want to talk about it. I guess maybe some things yeah, some things happening. I guess. This, like maybe it's wonderful. And it's like, mm, maybe it's really yeah. bad. Or... Like, he's going to. Like, cause they, they do talk about him getting like exponentially yes, smarter they, and that's the so next this part. Is, this like, is what they say, a penny, a penny doubling every day. And eventually you're a millionaire in a month. That was the math that they used. Like it was, Sulu, yeah, if you Sulu double Sulu. a penny every day, it seems very little of the start, but it just gets exponentially stronger. And uh, maybe yeah. when it comes to brain powering, we're not ready for that. Yeah, and that was all I got of Sulu that whole yeah. episode, so I just needed everyone to know yeah. that he was there. Um, and then Spock joins in, and he says, like, within a month, we're just going to be, like, an annoyance yeah. to him. We're going to be, like, rats. Like, we're not even White mice. White uh, mice. White, white mice. White mice, yes. And so Kirk decides not to tell this to the crew. He, he says that. He's like, don't tell anyone. Um, uh, shut the fuck up. Everybody gonna... also... Uh, shut the fuck up about all this and get the fuck out and get leave out. yeah so um everyone Spock. leaves Spock and... the yeah commands i guess no and that's where they have the conversation about how like he's gonna get too yeah. strong um and so they have this conversation about what their options are and they start talking about this planet well no no this 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 is how the... it goes down uh Spock's being pretty like uh kind of aggressive i think he's like you have to fucking do something. You got to do some shit about this. And Kirk is like, uh, do you have any recommendations? Because if you don't have recommendations, like I'm not, I'm not listening. I don't care. And so basically Spock says, yeah, first of all, recommendation one, drop his ass off at this planet that's real nearby and nobody lives there. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just drop his ass off. And Kirk's like, no. And they also have power packs that they can use. To yeah, there's them. like this planet. The planet has like they have bonuses. to go there anyhow in order to get power and to get their spaceship going. But so Kirk's like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna maroon his ass. And then Spock's like, all right, kill him while you can. Like that's your other recommendation. Then yeah, kill him now. that's your recommendation number two. Kill him. And Kirk says, get out. Try to feel things. He's like, he's like, can't you even have emotions? Like, and it's like, well, he's being no. logical. He's trying to. Fix yeah, I this think his emotions you. are. Um, how can we avoid complete disaster? Yeah, and then Spock says, like, just so you know, the SS Valiant, which is the name of the ship from two hundred years ago, they waited uh -huh. too long. Like, that's. What happened to them? And then my next note is literally just brooding because that's all that's but all Kirk did. Sarah, brooded isn't that. it crazy what happens when you let history repeat itself over and over again? What sometimes happens yeah. when you don't listen to the things that make a lot of sense and just doing yeah. the things that other people did for the oh. past? You just keep you just keep doing that because it seemed to work great yeah. the first time when everyone died. Yeah. Obviously, you should go and no, fucking change something, make a difference. Anyway, that's not what happens though. 
Kirk's like, we can't do that. But anyway, it it moves scene, which is Kirk having this uh, narration where he's explaining the planet and what they have on there that could be useful to their engines and marooning his friend of 15 years there. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, we might have said this, but I don't think we did. So when everything got fried, all of their engines got knocked out. They have no power sources. They have no way to get into warp speed. And so they need some sort of supplemental energy source in order to be able to go into warp. And that's why it was, everything was going to take so long. Um, and so they, they're going to, they kind of want to go down to this planet just to get all of the power that's happening. All these power packs, I'm pretty sure. But what I don't get is like, they are on the, they're outside yeah. the galaxy now. They've blown their engines outside the galaxy. Where is this planet that's just there with all of the stuff that they need and no one's Whoa, on it? Like how? Maybe we missed something. Maybe they went back or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they were heading home, but like they said that the nearest like they couldn't uh, have been like, outside of the galaxy, Sarah, because nobody had ever gone there before that they're aware of. That was why it was a big so deal. they turned around, and it just took them a few hours yeah, to get back like into to the galaxy. Float <laughs> slowly like a helium balloon. They could move. They just they, they were years from the nearest yes. human settlement, and where they would have been like hours yeah. from it previously. That has to be like, so, like they couldn't I, have just been like. Well, I guess we're going to, we really want to penetrate this galaxy thing. Yeah. But, no. It was like a base yeah, right on they, the edge. Conveniently yeah, but placed. I, of all, like, the whole perimeter of the galaxy, there was one just within, like, floating <laughs> range. That makes so much sense. Yeah. This like, is this, fine. It's <laughs> fine. The point is they found fine. it. It's great. Let's keep, continue. <laughs> So we move on to Gary and he's sitting on his little hospital bed and he's like, hmm, I'm thirsty. And so what does he do? He moves a cup with his mind to get some water because there is he no like, cup. So there's a cup sitting on a counter. There's no cup. There's there no is cup. definitely a cup. I saw it, Sarah. I know. Oh, this is not I know. Nature. But there is a cup. And I watched it. Okay, there was a cup. Um, so, Technically, so there's there a, cup, a cup and then he slides it over with his mind and then he turns a spigot on with his mind, and he fills the cup with his mind, and then he floats the cup over to him with water with his mind, and then he's like, ah, shit, yeah, I can make myself get water without getting out of bed. But for the record, if I could do that, I would be so happy. Be amazed. If I could just dude. mind my things to happen, fuck yeah, dude. I I do want to point out that that is not ESP. That is telekinesis. Yeah. They are in my like heart they are they're definitely like because telekinesis is not i would not say it's sensory perception it's not the same thing like telekinesis definitely has its own definition of being able to move things with your mind but it's not like extra sensory perception kind of implies that you are perceiving things as opposed to doing things like they're very different ideas. You can read cards because someone else can see them and you're like sensing what yeah. they're seeing. Like, and then telekinesis is what he's it's pulling doing the card out of the hand and looking at it. Yeah, with, with your, your brain. brain. <laughs> and they're probably not they're important. Both very brainy. They're both very brainy, but they're, they're definitely different. I think they're definitely different, though. I think, I don't think you're wrong. And so uh, Kirk comes into the room at this point and and Gary has this conversation with him and he says, it's like, 
being blind and then suddenly be given sight. Like that's what has happened. I to him. once and... was lost. <laughs> but now he's yeah. found sight, which is his telekinesis or ESP. So Kirk's like, what would you do in my shoes? And and he's like still having like this weird power trip. And he he makes a comment like, I would probably do what your friend Kirk is Spock. telling you. Like uh, Spock like, like Spock, Spock, telling sorry, you, Spock said Spock's it. Spock's telling Kirk. you to kill me. And if you had any smarts whatsoever, you would a hundred percent kill me. Would. I would kill me. I would kill me so hard. I'd kill me. That's what he's saying. I'd kill me like so that's what Spock's hard. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo yeah. Gary. Obviously, <laughs> I'd kill me so hard. <laughs> I'd kill me so hard. Um, so they like they have this whole conversation about it, and uh, uh, he he's telling Spon or Kirk. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I'm drunk. He's like he's telling him like I sense worry in you, but like it's definitely what your friend Spock is thinking yeah. that you should do. And they they have like this weird power trip conversation, and they, then there's like a a tussle and a fight, and he's like shocking them with his brain. Oh power. yeah, it's just like mind shock. Like, yeah, he's like mind shocking them, and they they end up sedating him. Um, and and somehow because they're they're gonna take him down to this planet where they plan on maybe marooning him, they're not sure yet. Um, and he's like he's legit walking with them. Like he's not sedated. <laughs> he is like there's a yeah. person on one of his arms. It's like, and he's he's, walking. he's not even like <laughs> really drunk walking with them. He's walking with that like a little like he's, maybe he's feeling a little loopy kind of walking. He's being propped up, like that's obvious. There's yeah, people he's party on top business. Yeah, he's on the definitely bottom. like <laughs> like people are walking him, but he's not like I've I've definitely been uh Oh, around somebody who was too drunk to even walk. I'm I'm not claiming that was me, but I've been present for that. And his feet weren't even like kicking themselves out of the way. He was just walking <laughs> in a straight path. They put him under the transponder and he stood there totally erect. Like he was a little transporter. Yeah, whatever. He was he was like a little slumpy. <laughs> like one one of his shoulders went up a little higher than the other, but he just yeah. stood there. And I don't think that they're like freeze frame <laughs> things. Like they don't, you don't sit, stand in them. They're just like, all right, freeze. Like he was just standing there yeah. for a good two seconds. He was lightly slumped yep. on Spock. <laughs> like, but he was, he is definitely not sedated. Yeah. I do want to <laughs> point that out. And so um, everyone beams down to the planet with him holding himself up completely kirk has this conversation with denner and she's like is there no one here and he says there's no one here but yes, us but chickens, us chickens. <laughs> which is a perfectly normal thing to say That's, right so like that. i'm gonna start i'm gonna start doing that well it's just yeah, me, no you and those chickens. other chickens <laughs> So uh, they they take him to this cell where they have them all locked in, which worked really well last yeah, time they tried to we've already been here. You just put him behind yeah. a force field and it totally works out cool. So um, he starts regaining consciousness. Yeah. Uh, Denner wants to stay and talk to him. And everybody else is like, mm, I don't know. 
and then he's like hey like you roofied me like what the fuck yeah and they have this whole conversation about how at one point in time in the past he was going to give his life for kurt like something about rodents on another planet and he's like are you why are you like scared of me now why didn't you then they, they talk about how he they had sedated him on the planet and they've just brought him here to like figure out what to do and he says like you should have killed me um like why didn't you kill me when i, I was sedated? like that made way yeah he doesn't sense. say it like uh like he recognizes he's a monster like why wouldn't you just kill me he's like <laughs> you had your shot bitches yeah guys you could have killed me could have killed me when i was weaker but you didn't so fuck you and whatever happens now yeah <laughs> this is gonna go great and it's your fault um and so like at that point he kind of like attacks the force field and there's like this weird little tussle of him in the force field. He gets like pushed backwards, and like for a second, you see that his eyes are kind of normal. And his hair goes back. We haven't talked about this yet. Oh, so yeah. what happens with this character is as he has gained uh, godliness, the sort of omniscience, this uh, oneness with the universe, he's gotten gray at the temples, like distinguished gentleman nothing else has happened to him physically he's just getting kind of better looking and i find that so offensive why does he get to be so pretty like like oh you're just distinguished and attractive as opposed to like your head yeah so turning smashes he smashes into this force field drains his power he falls on the floor his eyes go back to normal his hair's all back to brown and young that all happens um he fights the force field his eyes have gone back to normal um and like you think for a second like this is it like this is where they're gonna take care of it because uh spock points out that the force field has drained all of his strength nope very suddenly like within moments like his eyes turn back to silver and he like tells um he tells kirk like i'm getting stronger again like i'm like i'm just gonna keep getting stronger and we flash back to the ship and scotty is there and he's talking about how it fits like a glove and he's talking about the power pack that they installed i guess my notes get a little iffy from here guys yes they're back on the ship because at this point it's kirk and spock and they're they're together and uh and scotty asks if spock got his phaser rifle that he sent to him oh yeah uh, yeah that's yeah and and spock is recommending like uh like he has to stay on the planet like he's a danger to everybody and and kirk's like well denner is saying that like everything is like that we should like give him a chance that he's like this he's gonna be okay like why would you know more than this trained psychologist and spock says well you know she feels and i don't like and i know that like this isn't okay and we need to leave him there yeah (laughs) yeah and then kirk talks about how the the ship is being fixed so he's going through like they're doing all these repairs and mitchell's changing faster than we could have expected and like you it flashes to like kelso on the on the ship and he is a character that we've met a couple of times i don't really remember him he looked like every other white guy on there um and he is being like strangled by basically by gary's mind like gary is like imagining kelso being strangled and it's happening with everything and so what he and i think this is important too because they earlier and it was inconsequential at the time but they were like kelso said yeah i can plug it into there and he like showed a box 
like a silver box of like in the console. Yeah, he just plugged it in there. And I think what happens is with his mind powers, uh, Mitchell tears God Mitchell tears it out with his mind because it's all frayed at the end, and it's laying on the floor. And he like brings it up slowly, and then just sort of like chokes him with a black hose. Pretty impressive. And this was Kelso, yeah. like yeah. his friend, somebody that he had also known. And so that is that like Kelso dies. He is technically our tenth dead of if you count episode, the nine yes. from, of this episode, yes. Then Kirk and Spock are there, like at the cell, and they're trying to uh, you know, deal with him. And like Kirk has his giant gun, which does no good. Um, and he zaps them both, and they are now passed out. And he, like, is talking to Denner, and he, like, touches her face again, which I hate so Oh, it's much. so bad. It's awful. I Every single time oh. his hand comes up to touch, to sweep some sort of visage, I am not into it. It's disgusting. So he does that, though. And then it shows Denner's eyes, and she is also now like him with her silvery yes. eyes. Like, it just took her a little bit more time or whatever. I don't like that it... It was like he was, like, like pulling it out of her brain by touching her face. And you just... Oh, it made me very uncomfortable. Mm -mm. Yeah, so it switches to the next scene where they are gone, and it's just Kirk and Spock on the floor. And then that old guy, who I never apparently doctor. decided to learn Do the name doctor. of. Do doctor. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, because he didn't do a lot he in this didn't. episode. He gives Kirk a pill, and Kirk magically wakes yeah. up. That's so beautiful. <laughs> he's like, shoves something in his mouth, and then he's like, I feel fine. Cool. And then... So now um, Kirk is awake, and he's like, hey, don't wake up Spock yeah, yet. let him sleep. And he like, he like grabs the gun and he's decided he's he's all gung-ho about going out on his own. And he's like, leave without me if you don't hear from me within 12 hours. And so the next scene is uh, dinner and uh, Mitchell. And they're like just walking because like he doesn't have godlike powers. So no, let's just walk across this arid planet. planet that makes just <laughs> rocks and sadness. Just rocks. We'll just and, walk. Yes. And so they're walking, and then he decides to just, I guess, make her like this Garden yep. of Eden with his magic brain. fountain. I don't think, yeah, there's like a beautiful fountain. It's like an flowers. Flower. It's, it's all it's sorts of things. Real and he does it, with his it looks so stupid. It's so bad. It does. And the shittiest part is that he walks to the spring in the middle and he touches it, and then he like puts yeah. it to his face. <laughs> he like, what? real. Keep He's touching really into his face. fucking face. <laughs> God, he loves yeah. his hands. That's the thing that he is so into. And um, and he's like talking to dinner, and he says, "Soon you're gonna be a god too." Um, and and they're discussing like all of these beautiful things, and and Kirk's kind of like sneaking up on them. I, he's like trying to like uh -huh. climb up this rock and be all quiet. <laughs> um. But they know he's there, and then he knocks this giant rock down, and then they really know that he is there. Gary, he he's just, like, talking to her about how Kirk is, like, this lesser being, and he, like, just 
suddenly makes like this weird fruit tree that he pulls like a fruit off of and hands it to her. Um, It's an apple of something. It doesn't look anything like an apple. And he's like, I know you, it's a special apple, the space apple. Um, Space apple. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I know you can see him too. Um, Like, go to him. Like, I need you to know how unimportant these humans are. And so she does, and Kirk's, like, trying to, like, appeal to her humanity still, and he's like, you've got to help me, and she's like, mm, but I am, like, a god. Yeah, also, I'm kind of a god, and why would I want to be not a god? You remember how I'm now also super powerful and don't care yeah, about like, you? I feel so much, and he's like, no, 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 please, be a psychiatrist yeah. for one more minute, Yeah, please. And- and like I will say, like he is trying to appeal to her humanity, and she does like say, like go back, like while you can, just leave, like now, like you're better off. And he's like, mm, I like I need to stay. Like gods have compassion, and and you can help me. And she's like, What do you know about gods? And he's like, No, like you're a psychiatrist. Like use your psychiatrist brain. Like what would you do? What would Freud like, do? You know he's bitch. like. Yeah, you know he's yeah. terrible. Like, help me <laughs> out. And then, like, I guess he's kind of getting to her because then suddenly Gary comes back into the picture and he's like, I'm disappointed in you, Elizabeth, who is Elizabeth Denner, who is the doctor I've been talking about this whole time. A professional woman who's over a professional woman for being a professional. Yes. And I want everyone to know that my next note is Kirk shoots Gary with rainbows because. <laughs> He shoots him with the... With it's, it's the phaser gun that he got. It's the phaser rifle. Gun. And it is just like... And it's just like... It's not sparkles. It's like bullets. Bullets it's of rainbows. color. Bullets of color. Color. Of color. They're like Light bullets everywhere. Every yeah. <laughs> um, and so they have this confrontation in which uh Gary Mitchell like digs Kirk a grave with his brain and he gives him a tombstone him, with his he brain. He poofs him a grave and he poofs him a tombstone. He, like that's how we fucking bury people 3000 years from now. Whatever it is. It's only a couple hundred, I think. A few hundred? I'm not sure. We should look that up. Probably. We're we're behind. Yeah, maybe behind. we still bury people on a pl- on planet Earth where we definitely aren't anymore. We're behind. Like <laughs> yeah yeah it's fine he digs him a grave it's symbolic i think is kind of the point so he's he's doing all this stuff and elizabeth is like no stop and he's like forcing um he says time to pray captain and he like forces kirk onto his knees and forces his hands to go it's together and yeah, and kirk's like the whole time he's just yelling like you're a jealous god and all of these things to like I guess try and break his concentration. I don't actually know because he's, the guy's a way trying, more powerful. He's trying he to challenge him because I think part of it is like almost human arrogance. Like, what are you, a god? Like, we just we can't help yeah, but, but he can't help but be dicks. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, you're so powerful. Yeah. What are you even gonna do to me, bitch? We just he legit. He legit throws the absolute power, corrupts absolutely yeah. at him. And then, and then, like, Denner, who I stand by, is really, like, the hero of this episode. She's like, you know what? 
I'm still not as shitty of a person as you. And so she just starts like shock fighting him with yeah. her powers. And like the, they're both she like did, fighting. She definitely retained her humanity. Powers. And so what what she's doing is uh, she saw when he hit the force field and he like that took his power away quite a bit. And so she starts shocking him, which we didn't see that they had that ability for the other guy, but she is using her brain powers and she's just like Yeah. He did shock Kirk and not the same way. Yeah, well I think that's what they're doing to each other though, is that like she's she's like forcing his his power out of him to like protect himself. Um so they're both like diminishing in their powers and then he he has like normal eyes again. For like two seconds. And she's like, now, now. Kirk is over top of him. And then he's like, because they've been, they've been muscle tussling the whole time. And then she, oh, yeah, they muscle tussled. And then she shocked him with her eye powers. And then he falls on the ground and Kirk gets on top. And then he, uh, dude loses his powers. Kirk grabs a giant rock. Like there's a big rock. He could actually hold that. I'm just saying like, that was a big fucking rock. And he was (laughs) Kirk is very legit strong. Legit, gonna bash his brains in like that was he was again just like Salt Monster beyond giving a fuck about whatever's happening. He's only about oh, yeah. survival, and he is so ready to smash this bitch in. And then dude gets his power well, back. So Gary's Gary's yeah. bad. Like that is a thing. Like it should be noted. He probably should kill this monster. Just um, leave him and there. He, he does say like, leave him there. He does say forget. Well, I mean, eventually he's going to get off yeah. the planet. Well, you don't know that. Like he, he's dangerous. Whatever. So I mean, I guess it's a lot of it's, it's a, a lot. lot. So he's he's like holding this rock above his head. He's like, "Forgive me, Gary," but he can't like yeah. do it. And then suddenly Gary's getting his powers back. Yeah, um, my powers. And they, yes, and they get in like this other tussle, and they're like fighting in the grave. Um, Kirk's shirt is all ripped up, so you yeah. can see like his shoulder. Build up tanned man shoulder, like it's not the yeah, man it's not like mine that's yeah. like pale yeah. and squishy. It's a tan man shoulder, and there's been oil applied to it under his shirt. Do you feel like we reason. we should point out that Carrie's shoulder is far more appealing than Kirk's but shoulder, much paler like, and less oily, much paler <laughs> and less oily, so much. <laughs> So um, they're fighting in this grave and then like Kirk like jumps out of the grave and they're like still fighting. And then Kirk has like the phaser gun and he shoots the rock that's like precariously perched above the grave that he made. And it falls down onto his 15 years of friendship friend and squishes him. And I can only assume that because his brain is now squished. Yeah, that's the only real like answer that we have because this, so gravestone falls in this other rock, which he he pushes him in there and then he shoots and then it squishes his brains. And we can only like assume that the guy's dead because maybe his brains got squished in, but there's real no, there's, there's no answers. There's no real answers at all. Kirk pulls himself along the ground to Elizabeth Jenner yeah. and it's she's like dying. She, yeah. She used all of her strength to make him not be strong anymore. And and she's kind of apologizing, but she's also at the same time being like, you can't know how cool yeah, it was. I was 
to be. That was a fucking God. amazing. Like I would like, do that again in a fucking heartbeat. Like she doesn't apologize it for it. She bad. never is like, I am so sorry. I was kind of shitty. She's just like, you have never tried to be a god before, <laughs> dickbag. Like I she does apologize. She says, I'm sorry. I think she's saying, I'm sorry that we almost killed you, but like you can't know how cool yeah. it was because it was rad. And then Kirk pulls out a flip phone and he yeah. flips it open and he and he phones yeah. home and uh and he's yeah, he's back on the ship and he's uh he's making a log and he's like, We're gonna That's add awesome. to our casualty list. My my actual note is Kirk also keeps track yeah. of deaths. Well, only those he's, that matter to him. Captain. He's not keeping track of anything yeah. that doesn't actually directly affect him. So, but we're adding to the casualty log today. We're adding dinner. And well, you know what? You're right. He didn't add um, Kelso. And Kelso also died. He actually, so no, he actually died in the line of duty. Yeah, he, he legit died in the line of duty. He died in the line of duty. He was the only one of them who was doing his job. Who didn't get godlike powers. Yeah. At the time of death, he was actually doing his job. He's the only one. Yes. The other ones got all god crazy. But his... <laughs> so, so he does, he says, um, he says, Denner died yep. in the line of duty. And then he's like, um, he calls out Gary Mitchell, yep. like all like same yeah. basically. And he's like, I want him, I want, I want, I want him to, you know, have go out with like a good record. Yeah. And, it wasn't his fault. Um, yeah. And and Spock says, like, you know, I get it. Like I also he actually care. says and I Kirk's, feel you. Yeah, I feel you. But yeah. like if if fist bumping was a thing, they would have yeah, fist bumped you. there. Because like, he, he like yeah, super brave. Spock gets it. Like I you want to honor your fallen, which is totally cool. But also, Spock, yeah. what we have established so far has no feelings so he don't feel shit it, but but we have discovered that spock does feel like his his ancestry and his past has human yeah. in it he he has these emotions these inferior human emotions anyhow uh spock is definitely doing the best he can with what he's got um but that that yeah. was the end of the episode that was it that's what we i am going to does say i believe there is hope sort of i i this this episode was actually largely what I was expecting from the series. It wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it, and it was mostly really not great. I did I didn't like it. it it's mostly what I expected from the series, and that I did not hate everything that I saw. I wasn't mad about it, but I, I wasn't I, happy about no, it either. It yeah. was. Meh. I I can understand where we got the Star Trek we love from this. Yes. This episode tried to deal with all of the things that the good, amazing Star Trek episodes in our, like, future. And, and they would have done a great like, job. And this one was just like, here's a basic storyline. Yes. <laughs> let me let me fumble through some human interaction. Yeah. And, like, it's the best we can do in the, in the 60s. And... I assume it was probably hard in the 60s I, to get well, it across. Especially because, like, I know what they were working with. I I understand that it was so much harder, but holy God, dudes. It was not great. It was just, like, and it, personally, I didn't even find myself terribly entertained by it. Like, there wasn't, there was a lot of conversation in this episode. And if you're going to be not deep, 
you can't have a lot of conversation. You should keep it to the action. If you're going to not make good points. Which I think they eventually kind of did. Like there Yeah, was the whole, whole like last 10 minutes minute. was, yeah. that was pretty solid. I think that, I don't think they knew how to address like the, the question they had brought up. What do you do there? Like what's the correct answer? And like, actually like new star trek would have answered it with all of this new information that we yeah, have or like but... at least like a kind of like humane jailing system until they could figure out what to do like there would there would there was a oh, there's yeah. a lot of like star trek got real like real great at just being like you know what we don't know what to do now but we're probably going to figure it out so stasis let's figure let's just put yeah. it away until later <laughs> Also, I'm so good at that. Like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Can I just not? Can I just totally? I recognize I'm not emotionally responsible enough to deal with this thing right now. Can just, I yes. don't want to. I cannot. So. But instead of doing that, 1960s Star Trek was like, let's just solve it the way we know how. Brave and put someone in it. <laughs> yeah. We'll put someone in it. It'll be the guy. It'll be an easy out for the question that we're asking here. And you know what? It was fine. And like that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting from this. I'm expecting yeah. easy outs. I'm expecting things that upset me and cause conversation today. And I'm expecting like the foundation for what I love. That's later exactly on. right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. We I did. think we did we it. Did. We always do. We're so, we're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it's sober carrie and sarah again um we kind of just wanted to do another outro um and kind of explain where we're at with everything that's going on right now um and mostly just say that uh we support the black lives matter movement yeah um the last outro that we did was pretty based on the episode and that's why we felt the need to do it sober. And what's happening now culturally and in our society is also something that we want to take a little more seriously and uh, also use what a sad platform we have created to try to do some good um, and use it in, in a positive way without being like too dark about it. Exactly. I, I, for the four people I know of that listen to this. Um... Wait, you know four? I, I know of about four. Okay. And we appreciate cool. you guys. Yeah. So much. Uh, I wish I knew your names. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, I, I basically just wanted to say that um, I've donated to a couple different places. Uh, it's, it's probably all going to change by the time this actually is out there. So a quick Google search will tell you the places that are in need of donations, why mm -hmm. they need it. Um, and I just think it's really important to inform ourselves of that right now yeah uh and the other thing that is so so important is right now is the time to listen it's not about being heard from our perspective uh necessarily we definitely are trying to evolve um our understanding of of what's happening uh and trying to stay informed and we are sitting back and listening <laughs>